everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 20, or if you're keeping track at home, it's Episode 120 overall. My name is Britt. And my name is Craig. And I am back in the studio Britt, for the first back. time. It feels like a month. And probably yeah. at least three weeks. Between work and just daily life, it's been exhausting. But I'm only here this week, because next week I will be gone. That's right. Cinch will be in the chair to join you for our Thanksgiving extravaganza. It'll be the first time I've ever missed the Thanksgiving extravaganza. I believe in year one, that was when we made the double ruffled mistake. I have to go back, but I think so. And I think last year, I could be wrong about this too, but I think last year was when we opened the three-year-old bottle of Igor's drink. Yes, which wasn't horrible. I think the night would have been okay if I remembered anything that happened afterwards. (laughs) It was like... I guess the best way to describe it was like living through a live action version of the Beatles yellow submarine movie. (laughs) Nothing made sense. Things were moving randomly and Ringo Starr was there. Right. So, yeah. But but first. Yes. Full disclosure. Yes. Craig and I went and had a drink before we podcast tonight because we had dinner. dinner. We had dinner, but we also had a a beer. Thank you, Blind Rhino. Or two from Blind Rhino in, in Fairfield. Um, or BlackRock. I don't even know where it is technically on the technically, line. Technically, I think it's in Bridgeport. It's technically on the Fairfield-Bridgeport line. It's it's somewhere there. Um, very nice place. Very nice time. Thank you to Megan. Thank you. Who has no never going to... She was very excited to hear we had a podcast. She did not catch the name of it. That's fair. So, it's all right. But anyway, uh, fantastic place. So, But we are going to have one more beer. Yes. We, we got to have one more. We're a beer podcast. Yes. And Craig has been saving this one for a couple of weeks. Since my birthday. Since your birthday. This is called Hopzilla by Lawson's. It's a double IPA. Straight from the green mountains to your head. Oh, good. 8.7%. Nice. Oh, we can't finish on this. I got to start a night on this. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's just do this. All right. Bush. I think that one sounded good. So, all right. Uh, and while Bird tries this, uh, the, also, the logo is Godzilla holding a uh, hop. Um, yeah, that's what the, that's what the logo the is. The nose is just pure hoppiness. I mean, it just it right. smells like... I don't know what kind a of hops yard. are in this. Um, yeah. You know, you and I have walked through the hop yard at Two Roads when the hops have been, like, really growing strong in the uh, late summer, and that's what it smells like. So why don't you tell us, what, what does the can say while I'm taking a sip of this? Um, our monster of an IPA will make you pucker up. Little with high-alpha U.S.-grown hops, this brawny dry-hopped ale will terrorize your taste buds. Sweet Jesus! Oh, boy. <laughs> I think it has terrorized Fritz taste buds. <laughs> uh, yet has enough malt backbone to balance the fierce bitterness. Was the bitterness fierce? It still is. Oh wow! <laughs> it's like it's like a right. sandstorm got. Bl- it's like somebody put a sandblaster into so, my mouth. So it's it's dry. Oh my god! I... <sighs> All right, I'm going. I'm gonna go for it. It's the hops are very strong and very present. I will say they're borderline too much. Like, Cinch would not drink this. I guarantee you. Craig is taking his first sip of it right now. If you're trying to make a beer that where it's it's a hop blaster, this is a hop blaster. Wow, this instantly dries your mouth out. Yeah, it was like someone stuck sand in my mouth. Yeah. Is this made locally or is this Vermont? I believe it's Vermont. Because uh, the Lawson's... The can's open. Don't flip it over. Right. <laughs> Lawson's is based out of Vermont, but they brew some of their stuff. Yeah, this one's Vermont. Some of their stuff is brewed out of two roads in Stratford. So a popular misconception in the beer industry. I just yes. set a timer. That's good. Well, I'm sort of keeping track. We're okay, fine. Okay, good. All right. Um, so Sip of Sunshine. Right. Fantastic Lawson's Brew. We've had it. 
It's good. Thousands of years ago, it was so hard to find that people wanted twenty dollars for a everywhere. four pack. Now it's everywhere. Um, so there's a small contingent of people who are like, it was better when it was brewed in Vermont. Newsflash: Lawson's was never canned in Vermont. Lawson's Lawson's sip of sunshine was never canned in Vermont. It wasn't. His home brew of it, you could get it in growlers in Vermont. But he, when he started canning it, he did so at two roads because they had the larger volume facility. So whenever somebody says to you, opens a can of Sip of Sunshine and says it was better in Vermont, they're a lying idiot. It was never canned in Vermont. <laughs> so it was only like on tap or in growlers in Vermont. And, and in very short supply. So there's maybe 100 people who can say they had it in Vermont. So whenever I see somebody, and, and I've, again, Connecticut Beer Drinkers, big page on Facebook. We talk about these things all the time. And I was just like, I did not know that. But sure enough, I did some research, and it's true. Sip of Sunshine was never canned in Vermont. It's always huh. been canned out of two roads in Connecticut. I never knew that. Yep. Um, and so, you know, when people sit there and they're like, might be beer snobs, be like, it was way better in Vermont. Well, unless you were in Vermont and you were at this guy's shack, because literally he started brewing out of a small shack like a couple years ago. Unless you were at the shack, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> You were you're like the same kind of guys like and, and I know we don't go political here but it's the same sure. week as the imperial uh, the imperial the impeachment hearings <laughs> and I just hear so much bullshit in these hearings it's like you know I, I hear things like that they that have been like we've know our conspiracy theories have been deep I'm like what are you talking about this is the beer version of that shit <laughs> okay Lawson's sip of sunshine was never brewed in Vermont yes it was the mainstream media wants you to think it wasn't but it's always been no it hasn't. You're an idiot. Go back in your bunker, lock the door, and pray for the end. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So I, <coughs> I'm choking oh, from the that. combination of getting excited about impeachment inquiries and, dry and this mouth. beer. <laughs> and dry mouth. So, you know what? I'm going to take a sip of this beer, which will help my dry mouth, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, uh, probably not. It will not help Brit's dry mouth at all, actually. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to hot takes. All right. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so I got a couple today. Okay. So this is... This one just popped up on my feed. Okay. Le'Veon Bell. Okay. 7.49 this morning, November 20th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Tweets. And I'm going to read this as it's written, even though it is not written in correct English. Okay. I done had five random HGA blood tests in 10 weeks. And random is in quotes, by the way. At NFL, I'm not doing another after today. Whatever y'all looking for, it obviously ain't there. And I'm not about to keep allowing y'all to stick me with those dirty ass needles. Find the players who really do that HGH BS and get off of me. Craig, is it fair for Le'Veon Bell to complain that he's had five random drug tests in 10 weeks? Uh, I feel like that's a bit excessive. You do. In 10 weeks, have five tests, so you're getting tested every other week? Yeah. That's a little bit excessive for a guy who's clearly, if you look at his stats... I mean, is he really doing anything? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that's so the first response is from a guy named Manny Forever, at Manny Forever. He responds, my fantasy team can confirm that Le'Veon isn't using any performance enhancers. It's exactly Which my might be point. the greatest response of all time. It's exactly my and point. Has, that response has 10,000 likes. <laughs> yeah, so, so no. I, I feel like that's a bit excessive. So funny side story that fortunately he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he'll never know. You never know. He might. It's it's Sean, our our contributor, Sean. Oh, Sean definitely doesn't listen to this. Yeah, when he first started working in human services uh, 20 years ago, 
we used to do random we used to do random drug tests and his name came up i'm not even joking four times in the first year he worked there <laughs> and he got really paranoid about it he was like why are they targeting me i'm like they're not targeting you idiot they pick names out of a hat literally we're talking about the 90s they didn't have computer yeah. generated things like that they literally printed out names and put them in a hat why is my name keep coming off because they probably toss it back in after they pick it and a month later, it's sitting on top of the pile. Probably. They didn't shake the hat enough. They don't shake the hat. You know how many drug tests I had that year? We worked for the same company. Zero. <laughs> we had four. So I I don't think, I don't just, I, I understand Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to get drug tested. I get that. And I don't think that's because he's doing anything illegal. I don't think anybody wants to have to go deal with a drug test. Right. This is the career you have chosen. If you pay me $4 million a year, roughly... And you want to take my blood every week? You can have it. <laughs> you can have a syringe full of my blood every week for a year for four million dollars. Absolutely, he's paid more than that. It's he probably that's I have no idea what he makes. I'm just making up numbers off the top of my head. You can have it for league minimum. I think wow. league minimum is like three hundred grand. It is. I'll do it for three hundred grand. <laughs> that's you know what I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna sit in that chair and go. This is six thousand dollars coming out of my veins right now. <laughs> That's what I'm going to think. So you'd be, you'd be all right with that? Yes. In that short amount of time, but you don't think it's excessive? No. I would do it weekly if it got me millions of dollars. The <laughs> amount of complaining point. that Le'Veon Bell does to be a football player, and I, my, small victory lap for me and Craig, we told you all of this two years ago, that the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is was, a drama bomb. It's a drama bomb shit show. <laughs> And it's all come true. Big Ben is only not a drama because he's dead. <laughs> and that's that's not true. He's not he's dead. Not he's dead. hurt. He's just in our in our language. When somebody gets hurt for the season, they're dead to us. Right. So, I mean, that's fancy wise. Fancy wise. Le'Veon Bell ended up be applies at Dairy Queen, fights his way out of Pittsburgh. Doesn't now he's got drama. He doesn't play for a year. Fights. Now he's got drama in the Jets. Then there's AB. It, Drama, 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 and not playing for anybody. And now he's apologizing because he wants to play for somebody. Good luck with that, son. And Big Ben is sitting on a couch somewhere eating Ben and Jerry's going, I don't know if I'm going to have a job next year. I hope Mason Rudolph isn't any good. And But hey, he got hit with a helmet. So Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you notice I didn't go to that story, but anyway. What have you got for me? If it's the helmet hitting story, I totally understand. <laughs> you know, it was going to be. I can ask you a different question. You can do whatever you want. It's your, it's your, it's your time. That's true. So, who do you think was in the wrong in that play? Is it everyone's fault? Is it Rudolph's fault that he got hit in the head with a helmet? Supposedly, there's it, a part of the film we can't see, and that Rudolph exacerbated the situation by grabbing the face mask of what's his name, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett, and, and he made things worse. I didn't see that. I don't care what he did. If he didn't, if he, unless he kicked you in the balls, kissed your wife, and then took your baby and ran down the road with it, <laughs> you don't hit him in the head with a helmet. You don't do it. So yeah, Miles Garrett does not deserve a reduction of the suspension. And he did in his appeal today, try to use, well, in 2013, the NFL with the stomping incident only gave six games, blah, blah, blah. No, this That's is different. The same. This is different. He used a weapon. <laughs> you turned a piece of protective equipment into a weapon. You made contact with the head of a quarterback. There is no greater sin in the NFL than touching the head of a quarterback. The only way this could have been worse is if it had been Tom Brady. <laughs> Sorry, Cinch. Sorry, Cinch, but you can't touch Tom Brady's head. 
His wife has to sign a waiver before she strokes his hair. We know this. We know this. So to take a helmet, wind up like you're a softball pitcher. Yes. Hit him with his own helmet. And then say, well, he started it. Ah, uh, you're a little, yeah, it's a bit on, you're a little on, out of bounds there. Now, was it Pouncey was the, the, the Pouncey lineman? Pouncey was one of the linemen that okay. was starting to kick him. Game. He, Pouncey was in the clear. I'm fine with Pouncey throwing punches until the guy is on the ground and then I start him seeing him kick him. <laughs> like, this is like a riot outside <laughs> of like a Hong Kong shop, which is terrible. You know, free Hong Kong, all that fun stuff. We just lost all six of our non-existent <laughs> sponsors right there, but I don't care. Blizzard, you're a coward. Anyway, um, wow. wow. I'm, I'm two beers wow. in. That so happens. Yeah, I'd like to take a moment to talk about World of Warcraft, Warcraft <laughs> Classic. So, uh, so you know you know what? Pouncey deserved his one game. Rudolph or, deserves... No, he had three games. Three games. Deserves them. Rudolph deserves a fine if he instigated the fight. And Garrett deserves at least the rest of this year and possibly into next year. Do you let him come back? If I'm the NFL or if I'm the Browns? Because those are different questions. Either way. If you're the NFL, do you let him come back? Yes. If he makes corrective action, I do. If I'm the Browns, I don't know. Do you think this is all like boils back to Freddie Kitchens? I think like, part is of this it a does. Reflection of his coaching or lack thereof. Yes. The AFC North. It's a mess. It's a dumpster fire. It really is, folks. Unless you're the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens look like the most stable organization <laughs> in the entire division, and they tried to talk their coach into retiring last year. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Cincinnati doesn't know how to make trades, doesn't know how to sign checks, and consequently hasn't won a game in six years. The Steelers are on daytime television right between Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. And this and the Cleveland Browns, no matter what we do, are a constant tire fire. They're like the tire fire from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's always there. It's always in the background. It's always burning, and you it's can't just, stop looking it's just at there. it. There, it's just there. OBJ continues to be a problem. Freddie Kitchens is not the solution. Baker Mayfield thinks it's okay if he throws three touchdowns with six interceptions. The team is not good. And now Kareem Hunt walks through. <laughs> He's back, folks. And now Nick Chubb has to feel threatened. And I'm not saying that's not a reason to sign Hunt, but when you look around your locker room and go, i got a prima donna wide receiver over there. I've got a quarterback who thinks he's better than he is over there. I've got Jarvis Landry, who I'm not sure is still here over here. And i got Nick Chubb over there, who is either for good for seven yards or 70. And you hear from behind you, hi, everybody. I'm back from my suspension for kicking somebody. You got it. You, oh. It's a mess. And you called it. I Thank hate you. to do Craig's victory Thank laps. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. That entire division is a nightmare. And it not, is. It's awful. Injury nightmares are different. Yes. The, That's AFC, what, the injury, injury nightmares, I would say, would be the Jets. The AFC South is an injury nightmare. Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Well, Indianapolis, well, Andrew well, Luck and that. All of that's a nightmare. It's different when it's self-inflicted. These are self-inflicted nightmares that these organizations continue to put on them. And the problem is, if that's the way you want to run business, if you want to be the Cincinnati Bengals, and I say this knowing Craig across well, from me is a I Bengals know. fan. I know. If you want to run it as a business where it's, I need the most out of everybody and I don't care, that's fine. But beyond that, you're, you've got the drama. You've got the people coming in who can't perform. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. who was a problem. And you were like, oh, we're going to straighten him out. And you didn't. It is a 
dumpster fire. The entire division. I can division. see next season, I can see Odell winding up on in New England. This year, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be the same thing as the 2018 Chiefs. They're going to be an above-average team in a really terrible division. And then get to the playoffs. And then learn in the second round, because they're going to get a bye when New England comes to them, or the Kansas City comes to them, or Houston comes to them. And I say that knowing they just handled Houston. And they get shellacked at home 20-3. to And they're going to stop and look around each other. Well, maybe we're not that good. And if you do survive that home game... And you have to go to New England. Because you, you have will. to go to Kansas City. Because you will. And get shellac 20 to 3 there. You're going to look around and go, well, maybe we need to make some changes. You're in a bad division. You're good, but that doesn't make you Jesus. There, there's the title of the show, folks. <laughs> Episode number 120, It Doesn't Make You Jesus. <laughs> All right, my question. Okay, go I ahead. don't think you ever got a chance to respond on that one. Mike. That's fine. We're good. All right, so completely off football. All right. Because this is what the world is talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Baby Yoda. We need to talk about Baby Yoda. Spoilers for Mandalorian. It's not a spoiler. It's It's been like seven days. I know. It's been longer than that. It's been two weeks. If you're not watching The Mandalorian on Disney+, and Disney+, Plus is not a sponsor of ours mm-hmm. yet, go subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Use your free week to watch the first two episodes or of The Mandalorian. Or if you have Horizon, you get it for a year for free. There you go. Either way... Oh, by the way, Disney Plus, by the way, put out a press release this week saying they are not going to worry about people who pirate their usernames for the first couple of months because they're going to be pushing free trials so much. So if you really want to watch Disney Plus, call me. If you have my number, that's great. If you don't, I'm not giving it to you. But if you know me personally, call me. I will give you my so you can watch Baby Yoda. Watch the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Craig? Yes. Two episodes of The Mandalorian. Yes. The fact that we have a baby whatever Yoda was aside. Right. Are you hooked? I am now. It, and like I was telling you before, what threw me off <clears throat> was the music is very not Star not Warsy. Star Warsy. It's very spaghetti western, you know, kind of it's western-ish music. Yes. Because this is so kind of a westernish show. Yeah. It's exactly. It's the outer rim. It's a guy who's in the time between episode 6 and 7 and it's got a 9.1 on IMDb, which is really high. That is high. And an 89% Rotten Tomato indicator. I want to hear from those other 11%. <laughs> How can you not love a shoot 'em up Western in Star Wars? Set in the Star Wars universe, universe, where the big reveal at the end of the first episode is that there's a baby version of Yoda. Yes. Who already is a master of the Force. <laughs> oh, we don't know that. We well, don't. Uh, we don't know. Well, that. I mean, he picked up a rhino. But then he fell asleep right after. Well, I mean, he's a baby. He's 50. <laughs> he's a 50-year-old baby. Which, by the way, okay, spoiler alert right here. Stop it if you if you don't want to hear that. Come on. Five minutes into the episode two, he's trying to heal the Mandalorian. <laughs> I, he's walking across to him like, he's got the fucking force. This is easy. And then he's shocked when he like makes a rhino levitate. And they're like, how did he make him do that? It's Wait. Well, he just, he just put him back in the crib when he tried to heal him. That Which was hysterical. My wife. <laughs> he did it like three times. My wife laughed every time Yoda, baby Yoda appears on the screen. And Mandalorian's response is, to pick him up and put him back into his little floating crib. She is hooked too. Wow. She is only hooked as long as baby Yoda's in the storyline. Well, I think he's going to be in the storyline. I think he is the storyline. And if he is, is John Favreau not the most genius person of all time? I mean, he made Iron Man. He made Iron Man. Huge He was part in of Iron Man. <laughs> and Endgame. Um, and Far From Home. Um, 
he came comes to Disney and goes, I got an idea for a series about a Mandalorian. And Disney's like, okay. And I got a way for you to hook all the Star Wars nuts and their wives at the same time. <laughs> and he holds up, presumably, a paper mache baby Yoda. Yeah. And Disney shoves a sack full of money his way and goes, make it happen. Who would have thought the guy from uh, The Replacements <laughs> would be I'll the, go further than would that. Would be the Marvel slash Star Wars guy. I, I, go further than that. He was gutter in PCU. That's true. Don't forget, he was the stoner in the movie PCU. That is true. Thousands of years ago. God, I'm old. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Moving on. Moving on. Let's play America's Favorite Game. All right. All right, Craig. You only get one round of strikes this week because there's only two games under 40. Okay. And there's only two games with a 49 plus. So you have four games on the menu. All right. Two under, two, two, two that are so low you should avoid them in DFS, and two that are so high you should consider using the studs in DFS. All right. So what's the... So let me give you this. The, the, your hint this week is the Chiefs are off. Yes, they are. So they can't be the Because they were playing in that horrible field in Mexico. Oh, my God. Can I just say... That field is not made for football. So I want to go back really quick. Sure. You guys remember a couple of weeks ago, I, I just on a dare used Byron Pringle yes. in the Colonel in a lineup, and I finished fourth out of 270,000 people and won like 20 bucks. So I'm staring at the Monday night matchup, and I got to designate a captain. Byron Pringle, 2,500 bucks. <laughs> And I'm going, if I use Byron Pringle, I can use Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. And then Tyreek Hill got hurt. But is Pringle going to even touch the football? Halfway through the first quarter, they throw a slant across the middle to Byron Pringle. He catches the ball, slips on the terrible field, <laughs> and goes down for a seven-yard gain. And when they showed the replay, if he had kept his foot with the pivot, he had at least another 20 yards, and I'd probably say a better than 25% chance of breaking a tackle and going to the end zone. And I did not use Byron Pringle. Oh, sad. No, no, no. He fell. Oh. Had he held his feet, it would have been terrible. But he fell, and it was only like a catch for seven yards, so he's 1.7 points. So it didn't matter. So, all right. So you want to start with the lows or the highs? What's... And you can alternate because you only have one set of strikes this week. So give me a game and tell me if it's low or high. Now, what's, what is it, over 50? 49 plus. Yep. Under 40. Under 40. Under 40, I'm going to go Steelers Bengals. That's correct. That's a 39 because the Bengals aren't very good. And the Steelers are, I don't know what the Steelers are. And Mason Rudolph has a walking concussion. So, yeah, so that's correct. All right. I got one under 40 and then two in the 49 um, plus. Under 40, I'm going to go. Giants Bears. No, that's a 40 and a half. Oh, close. 40 and a half. And the Bears are only six point favorites there. So, eh. uh, so strike one. All right. Over 40. Over 50. Or over 50. 49. Over 49. I'm going to go Saints Panthers. Saints Panthers is incorrect. Why don't I see this or game? Panthers Saints. Maybe oh, there that. it is. It's a 47. Ooh. And the Saints are a nine and a half point favorite, so they have no faith in the Panthers to do anything other than give the ball to McCaffrey. All right, so over, I'm going to go Bucks Falcons. That's correct. That's a fifty one and a half. That's the highest over under the week is Bucks at Falcons. And do you know why? Why? Because Matt Ryan and Julio jo Jones are gods at home. Gods. They're gonna yeah. 
So you got that one right. You got two strikes. I got one still low and one still high. All right. Low, I'm going to go. See here. Uh, Dolphins, Browns. Strike three. Oh. That's a 44. Bum, 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 bum. The Browns are 10 and a half point favorites in that game, by the way. Seriously? Take yeah, the no. Dolphins. I might take the Dolphins. <laughs> take the D to your house and put it away. <laughs> so the other low game of the week is Broncos at Bills for 37. Really? I wouldn't have guessed that. Who's making plays there? Josh Allen? Josh Allen's been really steady. Um, Brown is. Frank Gore. Frank Gore's there. Frank Gore. So, and that's the 37. The other over is, and brace yourself for this, is Seahawks at Eagles. Stop it. Is a 49. Really? Not even joking. Seahawks at Eagles is a 49. Seahawks are not good defensively on the road. So... So I'm oh, not all right then. So Seahawks at Eagles. I'm not. I'm trying to avoid that game in terms of DFS. I will embrace Bucks at Falcons. Here's my problem with Bucks at Falcons. I don't know. Mike if, Evans. Is it Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? <laughs> Take a pick. Flip or is it OJ Howard? I complained about this earlier. All right, I got a vent. I was in a tournament this weekend on DraftKings. I scored 186 points. I won like three bucks on a $1 entry. I would have won the goddamn tournament if OJ Howard had decided to catch, I don't know, any of the passes thrown in his direction. <laughs> Anything. I would have gone from like $3 to like 30 in 30 seconds, but he just did not catch anything. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking, oh, wow, look at that. 4X, 5X, 6X, zero. Sad. <laughs> Jesus, OJ Howard just can't do anything with him. So I'm I'm gonna rely on the Falcons this week. Um, I'm fading the Broncos. I'm fading the Bills, and I'm fading everything about Steelers and Bengals. There is nothing redeemable. You want to take the Steelers matchups. defense? No, because I don't know. Uh, there's cheaper options. That's there's true. Better options. I mean, it's a divisional game. You never know. Exactly. Which brings us to the metric. Dun -dun -dun. All right. So the metric. As always, the metric likes people. It loves people. So forth. This week, the metric likes Deshaun Watson. It loves Matt Ryan. Um, I'm not a big. I don't. I disagree with the metric about Watson. Watson was very disappointing last week. And he's I, playing Thursday. It's thir and that's a Thursday game, which also influences the ability to use him. So if you're gonna if you're gonna play a Thursday pool, Watson's eligible. But otherwise, I'm looking at Matt Ryan. Uh, Tampa Bay historically. First off, Julio Jones. He's, you, know, you realize he's questionable every week. But that that's his history. That's that's not new. Julio Jones has done so well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that at this point he has to be considered a minority, minority shareholder because he owns them. <laughs> look back the last couple years. Although, you remember those, those weeks where Julio has 11 for 210? Look back. I think of the five times it's happened, like two or three of them have happened against the Bucs. He owns the Bucs. He's better at home. Barring an injury or barring complete asininery, he is going to have a big day. I have him, well, I'm, I'm killing the lead here, but I've got Julio tagged for 23 points. Against Tampa. Against Tampa. He owns them. In Atlanta, he owns them. So if he owns them, the ball ain't floating itself there. That's true. So if Julio's going to go for 210, that means Matt Ryan's got to go for at least 210. So I am big on Matt Ryan this week. Craig, who do you like? Um, same reason. I like. I do like Matt Ryan. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, I've been very impressed with him. How can you not? You know, last year, and now I've shared this little clip from Necessary Roughness, 
if you remember that movie from way back in the '90s when they're practicing in the in the the uh, basketball court, I thought you were gonna do, do one, one of these, these and, and he just he throws the ball like to to nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was Lamar Jackson last year. This year, Lamar Jackson is really good. Um, the confidence level is so much higher on Lamar this year. Yes, he feels so much more comfortable in their system. I, I think the confidence is building. They're winning, which is a huge thing. You know, what's a big plus for him. Mark Ingram. That's true. They do have a running game this year. And that's the thing. They're not using Ingram to death, but Ingram is scoring touchdowns. What it is, is he doesn't feel the pressure inside the 10 anymore. He has another option. It's no he, longer. They can run the option now. That's it. It's it's no longer <laughs> second and goal from the eight. Lamar Jackson must make this happen. He's got a running game. He's got a running game that the defense has to think about. And now... You can't just say, all eyes on Lamar, you've got to worry about Mark Ingram. And you've seen the results. Mark Ingram has not had tremendous numbers since week one when he had that really big game. But I think he's got a touchdown in each of the last six games. Yeah. so That's something they have to look at. You know, And he's not breaking all 50-yard runs. No. He's not. These are all short yardage <clears throat> touchdowns. But it's taking the pressure off of Lamar in the red zone, and it's showing in the numbers because now Lamar Jackson can actually make things happen. doesn't mean he has to give the touchdown to to, to Ingram, but it, the option forces the defense to rethink. Yep. And they actually ran the option last week uh, with him and RG3, which was kind of funny to watch. <laughs> um also, Drew Brees is actually a little bit cheaper this week at 6600 He's playing Here's- Carolina. I've been kind of disappointed in Carolina's defense. Here's my warning about but Carolina. The other, the other week, you know, Drew Brees, they had no, they had scored nine points. Yeah. So, you know. Here's my warning. The worst game of his last year, 2018, do you know when his worst fantasy week was? When was it? At Carolina. Really? Yep. Look up the numbers, go into whatever system you use, and run his game log from 2018. His lowest fantasy total, I think it was like 11 points, was at Carolina. So, I don't trust it. Or against Carolina, rather. Sorry, against Carolina. So I'm using Matt Ryan. Craig likes Lamar Jackson as a little bit more of a payup option. There is $700 difference between them. So you pay up for Jackson or you use Matt Ryan for me. Running backs. Craig's going to be happy to hear this. I'm loving me some Alvin Kamara. <laughs> because, Finally. Yes. The metric loves Kamara this week. Hasn't posed for over 23 points. We have no 3x value running backs in the metric this week. Nobody is poised Nobody, to get huh? the 3x. Yeah. Kamara's uh, sitting at 2.8. And that's close. as close as we get. He is the top guy on the list. The metric loves him. He is historically better against Carolina than most people might think. The problem is he's $8,200. So you say to yourself, well, Brad, I really can't. The next guy I really kind of trust is Philip Lindsay, and I don't trust Philip Lindsay. I don't think, and that was one of the games that had the low total. So I'm yeah. kind of fading because Buffalo's de- defense is decent. You need somebody. You say I got to have somebody in that middle range. I hate to say the words I'm about to say. Derrick Henry's only 6,900, and Jacksonville. I don't know. <laughs> Who do you like? Because I'm banking on Kamara, uh, and I'm probably then looking to reach a little bit further for like a Leonard Fournette or a definitely Christian McCaffrey. Kamara. You know, McCaffrey is over 10 grand. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not that McCaffrey's uh, not going to have a big week. I have him for 23 I points, got, but it doesn't this, work out the value. kind of Because of how this team is right now, this does hurt to say, though I do I do like this player. Uh, Tariq Cohen is playing the Giants. He's only 4,800. 
but Montgomery. The, but Montgomery's there, and Trubisky's somewhere. It's about trust. Can you trust Philip Lindsay's going to perform against Buffalo? No. No. Can you trust? I'm going down the guys that the metric really, really, really likes. It likes Carlos Hyde. Are you confident with Carlos Hyde playing at home against Indy? Uh, no. And that's a uh, that's a Thursday game. Le'Veon Bell, Oakland, no. Ronald Jones, no. He plays for Tampa. I don't touch Tampa. Duke Johnson, no. Thursday. Tariq Cohen, no. Backup. Leonard Fournette, no. Too expensive. Christian McCaffrey, no. Too expensive. Brian Hill, no. Brian Hill. <laughs> so, so do you pick? Do you just go with Nick Chubb playing Miami? You got to think that Chubb's going to have a little bit of a bounce back game. The metric likes but doesn't love him. If the problem is Chubb's 8,100 on DraftKings. So you're spending 16 grand. He's a bit expensive. You're spending 16 grand. The question becomes, what is Indy going to do without Marlon Mack? Because if you think that Jonathan Williams is going to get any sort of volume. Or Naheem Himes. That's the problem. I don't know. And the other problem is it's Thursday. So I am going to look down and I am going to probably go with Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara in a stack. That's me. That makes sense. So I don't know what to do with running back this year, this week. I don't. I don't. Running back is, again, we've, we've talked about this before. Sometimes there are positions where you fill last. Running and that's going to be it this week. Running back, I might just try to do value across the board, skip running back, and see what I can afford to do. Wide receiver, I've got better options. The metric loves Julio. Just talked about this. Julio is eight grand. He's going to be 22, 23 points. That puts him at the top of the list. Then Demarius Thomas loves Demarius Thomas. He's only going to get 10, 10 to 12 points, but he's only 3,800 bucks. So you got to use him. The metric loves Michael Thomas and it loves Mike Evans. I am not touching Mike <laughs> Evans. So if you never I, know Mike Evans, you're going to get. So I'm going to spend up for either Thomas or Julio, probably Julio because Julio is $1,300 cheaper. I'm going to use Julio and Demarius Thomas. I'm going to reach down for somebody who I trust to be a little bit cheaper. Maybe uh, Calvin Ridley's out there, but then that means, oh, can I stack Matt Ryan with Julio and Calvin? I mean, Calvin had a huge week last week. Can I do that? You could try it. Do we think that, I mean, if, if both Julio and Calvin are going to have big weeks, Matt Ryan has to have a big week. True. Even if they each get to 10 catches for 100, that means Matt Ryan's got a minimum of 200 yards passing. And maybe a touchdown or two. Tempting. Very tempting. It's tempting, but I don't like it. I don't like it. But I am definitely looking at using Julio and Demarius Thomas this week and then paying down for the third slot. What do you like? Yeah, I think this week you do have to go with Julio. Um, Demarius Thomas did show up last week. So, you know, he's only 3,800, so that is a really good option. He's taken over as the Jets' number one. He has. Uh, and if you want to actually, well, I mean, Devontae Parker's 5,200. Oh, God, I can't. Eh, you never know. Listen, Florida yep. teams, don't touch them. Don't touch them. Don't touch Miami. Don't touch Tampa. Don't touch the Florida teams. Because they're playing north? No, because they're Florida teams. <laughs> they're bad. Tampa is not reliable, and Miami's bad. You remember that one year Tampa went to the Super Bowl? They won a Super Bowl. What do you mean went to? They <laughs> <know>. won it. <laughs> and then everything stopped. And then it all went to crap. So, wide receiver, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know what? The, the, the consensus is we I don't know what to tell you. 
all of these value plays have question marks around them, and none of them are super value. There's no, no. guy out there who's gonna who's looking at four or five x right now. With that being said, let's look at tight end. Guess what? There's no yeah. value here. None. He wants me to use Dallas Goddard <laughs> against Seattle and I Jack mean, Doyle. Well, Jack, nah. Jack Doyle's only valuable if he runs out. True. Which he might be. I saw him last list is questionable. The metric likes, uh, really likes Doyle, really likes, oh, excuse me, really likes Waller and Gusecki. Hiccups from that goddamn beer. <laughs> um, it happens. Uh, Doyle's on Thursday, so that that's a problem. Waller has been disappointing lately and is still 5,700. And Gusecki plays for Miami. So, Craig, who do you like in tight end while I try to get rid of these hiccups? The, same thing with all, like, just all the other positions. This is just a hard week to look at. You know, it's Doyle's, bad. Doyle's playing Thursday. I do like him. Uh, Zach Ertz is just too expensive for me at 6000 for And a that's the problem. With Kittle on questionable, likely not to play, Kelsey off, Ertz is the one of the big three that's actually going to play this week. Yeah. Uh. You do well if the most expensive tight end I like is Darren Waller at the Jets. Yeah, the Jets historically do not cover tight ends well. But yeah, he is fifty seven hundred. The problem is, is if they get up to a big lead, they're just going to run Josh Jacobs down your throat. True. Why are we forgetting Josh Jacobs? What is his cost? I said you were saying no value at running back. Jacobs is seventy four hundred. This is where we're at. <laughs> Oh my God! He was five thousand dollars at the start of the season. Josh Jacobs was set it and forget it. He was. Now it's not the question mark. Now it's seventy four hundred dollars. Now he's more expensive than guys like Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders. He's more expensive than Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Think about that. Oh. All right. So tight ends a mess. There's no value at running back and wide receiver. And then I would say I do like Darren Fells, but again he's playing Thursday. It, yeah. Let's talk about defense. Oh, dear. The end. Use the Broncos. I thought you were fading that game. I am. Wow. Except it's a low total, which means it favors the defense. This is true. Um, I've got them at 3x. They're only 2,400. I've got them projected for seven points. Now, here's the common thought around defense. You need at least nine points out of defense for them to be valuable. If that's the case, I'm looking at the Saints. The Saints, I've got plagued for 9.2, but they're three point, they're 3,300. You're not going to get quite 3x value. La- was it last week? No, last week I wasn't here. But last week, in my own personal lineups, I used Arizona across the board because they were only like $1,800. And Arizona ended up putting up something like 7 or 8 points. Well, guess what, folks? That's 5x. And that $1,800 allowed me to use, I don't know, the combination of Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. That's right. Now, quick, quick reminder for folks, how do you determine the value? When you say 5X. 5X is the number of points they have relative to their cost in hundreds or thousands. Sorry. So if somebody costs $2,000 to get the 3X, two times three is six. They need six points to get to three 3X. Right. So somebody who's $9,000, they need 27 points. So you have to balance out. You get in DraftKings, you get fifty thousand dollars base salary. Historically, not always, but historically, a hundred and fifty points will win you a cash game. Double ups and fifty fifties will win you cash games. So if you get fifty thousand dollars and you can get a hundred and fifty points, you're probably gonna win. So that's my focus: is guys, we're gonna get to that three and four x line so that I can win money. 
So I like the Broncos. Craig, who do you like? Uh, let me just double check this list really quick. He's looking at the list. Uh, the Broncos, maybe. Dolphins, no. No. I do like the Bills, but again, they're an expensive defense. 3400 for the that Bills. I got them pegged for about 9.5. Th- they're one of the top three defenses this week. And there's the problem. Salary-wise. Defenses and DFS is where you, can, you, you can't usually win uh, a pool on, DF- on DFS with a defense, but you can always lose it. Yes. Because it's about yes, money. It's about, again, I hate to, to put this, to drag this into it. It's about value. If I spend an extra $600 on my defense and that defense underperforms and that costs me the ability to play a particular player at $600 more in a different position and that guy does outperform, right? then that $600 matters. So let's say just for the sake of example. Okay, so oh, we have a cat enter and exit the studio rapidly. So the Denver Broncos this year are this week are 2400 the bills are 3400 that's a difference of $1000 in salary right in theory i need that $1000 to equal 3 points of value all right so what if i told you i can use the broncos with christian mccaffrey or i can use hold on a second i just lost my example who's 3400 the bills oh the bills or I can use the Bills, and now I have to settle for Dalvin Cook. Maybe there's three or four points difference between the defense, but what if there's 15 points difference with McCaffrey being better than Cook? Is it yeah. worth it for me to take that extra? I can trade a point on defense to get 15 points at running back. That's a trade I'll take every single time. So that's what you have to consider, folks. When we talk about value plays, we're talking about saving money in key areas. This week, where there's not a lot of value in your core positions outside of quarterback, defense is where you got to save. And that means you got to look at teams like the Broncos instead of teams like the Saints. Right. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, because that's an, um, that's almost a $900 difference. And what can I do with that $900? All right, so what, really, just to drive the example home, uh, $900 in the quarterback rank, in the running back rankings, rather, is roughly the difference between Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara. That's an $800 difference. So would you rather have the bad defense in Alvin Kamara or the average defense and Josh Jacobs? Who's going to combine for the most points? Most of the times it's going to be the Kamara and the bad defense. Most of the time. Trust the process. I hear that in the, That's right. the fantasy guys all the time. Trust your process. All right. All right. We got to wrap up. Craig, final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know, if you have anything, um, if you have any money sitting in DraftKings or uh, FanDuel, give them to us. Yes. Other than, no. Yes. Well, yes, but no. Um, you know what? Just just try it. If you never tried it, just try a tournament because this is a good week to do it because that's not, when you look for your reaches. There's not a lot of, like, as Britt was saying, there's not a lot of values this week. Right. So, you know, try a tournament and just see what you can come up with. And that's where you can go with your reaches. Again, I won a tournament. I finished fourth in a tournament with Byron Pringle. There you go. You can reach on the, the that's the time we sit there and go, I really think the fifth receiver on the Giants team that just got promoted from the backup from the practice squad, that's the time to say, all right, I'll throw a dollar or two with that. That's the time. It's time. My um, final thought is just to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I will be gone next week. I'm getting on a boat on Friday. That's right. 
And uh, so Cinch will be in my chair next week. Um, so I will not be here for Thanksgiving. So a very happy Thanksgiving and a thank you to all our listeners for tuning in each week. Uh, as always, leave us reviews wherever you listen to us. Uh, Spotify, Player FM, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Email us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Send us something on Twitter at fignutsdfs. Until two weeks from now when I get back, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 